I fucking did it. I finally, I finally fucking did it. I fucking did it. fucking did it all right so remember remember when i said i was going to make audiobooks for um the red denton podcast well i finally did one it's principles of communism by friedrich engels um fun fact it was the original draft of the communist manifesto before they put out you know the communist manifesto honestly i, I like it better than the communist manifesto but I did it. I record an audiobook. It's on Patreon right now. Patreon.com slash Red Denton Pod. Um, three bucks gets you in, gets you the audiobook. Please, please listen to it. I, it took so long. It took three fucking weeks. Um, but it is done. It is ready for you to consume. I know, I know people love consuming. So it's out there. Go listen to it. Also, uh, we do have a um, comrade of ours making a uh, mutual aid article. Um, that'll be coming up soon. There will be an audio audio uh, version of that as well. Um, but yeah, the Patreon is getting started. Thank God, or whoever the fuck is up there. Um but it's good. We're good. So, been a while. How you doing? How you been? Uh, there's been some things that have happened uh, in Denton since our last recording. So, we'll we'll do a quick, quick overview of what happened. So, March 2nd, um, this was back on UNT's campus. Uh, YCT, the Young Conservatives of Texas, brought Jeff Younger Jeff Younger uh, Texas House candidate in uh, to basically talk shit about trans people you know it's a normal young conservatives of Texas thing they do this a lot they do a lot of these inflammatory things um, they, they did a very racist like affirmative action um Cook, but bake sale where if you were of a certain race you only had to pay so much but if you were white you had to pay a lot and it's supposed to I don't know show how stupid affirmative action is or something it, it, whatever it, it was a media stunt 
and it did get garner attraction. But this one, this garnered a lot of attraction, uh, and frankly, a lot of people on UNT are just sick of YCT shit. Uh, there have been calls to remove YCT for years now. Uh, UNT has not really positively responded to those calls other than, well, we respect all freedom of speech and blah, blah, blah. You know the, you know the drill. Um, but the leader, the, the actual leader, not the, not the president, but the leader, the de facto one, not the de jure leader, uh, she, I don't know, some shit happened to her i guess who fucking cares she she's she's a transphobe and borderline nazi so who really cares um but the unt cops hit a protester so that's cool uh they um i believe they were taken in an ambulance let me uh let me pull up the story here Mm, ba, ba, ba. They were put on a stretcher um, by emergency responders. So, something the uh, UNT police and Neil Smatrisk, if that's how you pronounce his name, have in common is that they've both hit students. Very cool. Very cool of them. Um, but after that, after that, uh, YCT decided to put on another event where only certain media people were allowed to attend. Um, another transphobic event. This time in the business leadership building on UNT's campus. They go in there, and then there's another protest. This one was March 23rd. Uh, people came out, they protested, there was some signs waved, some yelling... Not much happened this time. A lot of UNT cops were inside the building. But beyond that, not much happened. Uh, one day before that, Steven Crowder came on campus and did that whole change my mind thing. Really, if you're the type of person that wants to go up and debate Crowder, that's your choice. Whatever. I I'm not gonna go either way. But... He's just looking for media bites. It, he's just looking to get something that makes you look dumb, or something that maybe you're arguing for that is not as readily available to everyone else, and say, wow, look at this dumb lib. Look at this dumb college commie. Uh, they're so fucking stupid. It, it's There's no benefit to you. And if you... If you wants to go there and maybe show that you disapprove of Crowder. That's your choice. Uh, I'm not going to try and dissuade you from it, but I just don't, I don't see a lot of reason to. Uh, like, out of, out of all the conservative people that are popular on the internet, mostly YouTube, I would rank Crowder, like, as a very low threat level. Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is looking for debates, and he's looking for the exact same thing, but making him look stupid 
undercuts him because he likes to pretend that he's very, very smart. Mostly just because he's a debate kid. He's like, he's like a le less successful Ted Cruz. Which is embarrassingly low on the scale. Steven Crowder is the closest thing conservatives have to a comedian. And he he's not really there for debate. You know he's not there for debate, so I don't really see the value in debating him at all. Uh, the, the conservatives that are gathering around him are all just waiting for you to look like a loser. No one's there for the actual debate. Especially on a campus. The only people who are there are people who are there because Steven Crowder is there. I, I feel like there are better uses for your time than debating this man. What's next? What's next? Oh, there was a shit ton of tornadoes. Like, so many fucking tornadoes and storms. Uh, I think I waterplaned, where the fuck you call it, a couple times on the road. The road skier, I-35, fucking mess, dude. Fucking mess. Just, all fucking day. <laughs> there's, there's nary one day that happens where there is not some wreck on that fucking road. And there... When it's snowing or raining, I'm like, I hope to God I am not caught in whatever stupidity is going to happen on this road. The biggest fucking argument, the biggest fucking argument for public transit, for trains and shit, in Texas is I-35. That fucking road needs to go. Replace it with train tracks. Replace it with a fucking teleporter. I don't care. Make it a fucking runway for a plane. Just stop putting a road there. God. Fuck. I hate that fucking road. Someday, someday, I will, like, something will give me the power to take the concrete jungle that is the DFW Metroplex and bring it down. To just crush it in my hands as if I were the god of infrastructure. Someday. Someday it will happen. And I will be there. And you will hear it on a stupid fucking podcast that I, Chris, was the one who murdered I-35. In Minecraft. But yeah, fuck I-35. I... Uh, also, I have to drive that fucking thing almost every day for my job, so I, I have a lot of... I have feelings towards that road. Uh, but uh, let, let's go to something more depressing. Let, let's talk about landlords. Can't live with them. Would very much like to. Uh, so, landlords, landlords during the COVID pandemic were, um, were allowed, uh, this kind of stimulus, I guess, that was to cover people, it was rent assistance, it was rent, rent assistance, uh, to cover people. And Texas Tribune, always coming in, coming in clutch. Uh, got a story about it, and right here in the title, here we go, some landlords got a piece of Texas's $2 billion in rent relief money and evicted their struggling tenants anyway. Yeah, it's a Maoist episode. So, 
When Cherise Scott received a notice last September that she, her husband, and their four children would soon be kicked out of their Katy apartment, she said employees at the complex told her not to worry about it. Scott and her husband had fallen behind on rent in June after Scott stopped working to take care of her youngest daughter who has Down syndrome and the medical bills piled up. The next month, their landlord started the eviction process, even though Scott, 37, had taken the rental office's staff's advice and requested help from Texas' $2 billion federally-backed rental assistance fund. Scott said she spoke to the office staff and walked away believing that she didn't need to worry about uh, eviction as they waited for the relief money or to bother showing up to court. When the state sent the relief check to the wrong address, Scott said the staff assured her they were working to get the money resent. I trusted them, Scott said. I shouldn't have. Scott had landed a new job as a dietitian at a local hospital when she returned uh, from work one afternoon in early October to find most of her belongings spread out on the lawn and the locks change, thieves had walked off with their electronics. Jeff Williams, a Harris County Justice of the Peace, had approved the eviction without Scott present in court, a typical outcome in eviction cases when tenants don't show up to their hearings. Scott wanted to know, what happened to the rent relief money? After weeks of phone calls, a Texas rent relief program staffer told Scott that her former landlord had indeed received the rent relief money in mid-November, more than $11,000, enough to cover the six months back rent they owed. They were, very, uh, they were very well informed that money was there and it was coming to them, said Scott, who's now living in a short-term rental in Missouri City with her four kids. Yet they, yet they still pushed us out. Scott's former landlord, Blazer Real Estate Services, a Houston property management company, did not respond to calls and emails requesting comment. How surprising. And eat employee at Blazer's office who answered the phone declined to answer questions. The federal government and the state of Texas both had people like Scott and her family in mind when they hurriedly created a safety net for struggling renters amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Texas received more than $2 billion out of the American Rescue Plan Act, the $1.9 trillion federal stimulus package President Joe Biden signed into law last year to set up the Texas Rent Relief Program designed to help such families stay in their homes as the pandemic triggered a tsunami. You know, you know what happened. You were there. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Texas Tribune interviewed tenants from across the state who were approved for federal and rental assistance and were evicted anyway. Two landlords, like Scott's, evicted their tenants in the period between the initial rent relief application and when the government money arrived and kept it an apparent violation of the program's requirements for landlords. Fancy that. In those cases, the check was initially sent to the wrong property and only arrived after the tenant was kicked out. One landlord received federal money through the Texas Rent Relief Program and later chose not to renew their tenant's lease, which was legal in that case. Shouldn't have been, but it was. In order to receive federal rent relief funds through the state, landlords had to sign an agreement that forbids them from evicting tenants for non-payment during the time period covered by the assistance. 
But housing advocates and lawyers who represent tenants facing eviction say they routinely see cases of Texas landlords accepting thousands of dollars from the government and evicting the tenants um, the money was intended to help. The Tribune contacted government's a government agencies involved in the program found that none of them, including the Texas Department of Housing and Community Affairs, uh, which runs the state re rent relief program, track how often this happens. Fancy that. <laughs> so, they're getting money, and they are evicting people who are obviously not able to stay without that sort of... Um, assistance i'm going to just take a shot in the dark total shot in the dark here they're doing this because when they evict the person they can jack up the rent prices and force people to pay more uh just to live like most most people in our terrible economy they are forcing people to pay more than they actually need uh, continuing, it's not just happening in Texas. According to the National Housing Law Project, 86% of the 119 lawyers across the country who respond to a survey ga gouging, gauging my bad, how the end of a federal moratorium on evictions was affecting tenants said they had seen cases where landlords either declined to apply for assistance from the rent relief programs or took the money and proceeded to kick out their tenants. We're going we're gonna to skip down. Texas closed the rent relief program to new applicants in November, citing overwhelming demand for rental assistance dollars. The state received another $47 million in March, which TDHCA said would go toward helping tenants who applied before the November cutoff. As of Wednesday, the program has assisted more than 300,000 households. They cut it off because they had too many people needing it. Which is great. Is fucking. Mm. The money was considered crucial to prevent a wave of tenants losing their homes, which, yeah, fucking, yeah. As eviction bans uh, expired in recent months, three Texas metro areas, Houston, Dallas, and Fort Worth, uh, have seen some of the highest eviction case filings in the country among the 31 cities tracked by uh, Eviction Lab, a research center based at Princeton University that tracks. Uh, eviction filings. So, <clears throat> if you live in the DFW area, you know that rent has just fucking gone through the roof. Uh, Denton, Denton here, rent is completely awful. Uh, you, you cannot get a place here that is really below $1,000 unless you are a student or going with one of those, we call them the prison, prison apartments, um, where it's just a very hole-in-the-wall kind of thing. And the thing is, the landlords here have no problem doing it. The landlords believe it is their right to have that kind of rent. They always believe it's their right to have that kind of rent. They staked their entire entire career on just sitting down and collecting money from other people. 
Uh, and and while, while conservatives love to go on about how people will just abuse welfare, where the fuck is the outcry against landlords abusing their tenants? It's nowhere. Uh, no, it's on Twitter. It's on Twitter. There is not a backlash against these sorts of abuses because they're supported by the government, especially the local governments. Who else has the money to run for office other than people with high-paying jobs? And what job pays higher than a landlord? Or a lawyer, or a doctor, or any of these sort of labor aristocracy jobs. Not that being a landlord is a job. And also, they sometimes don't even run themselves. They'll just pay someone else to make policy for them. They're an awful parasite in our society. But you know that. You're listening to a leftist podcast. You know that. Let's continue. Uh, Some tenants who spoke to the Tribune about their cases said they called a hotline used to report fraud, waste, and abuse in the state rent relief program and never heard back their complaints. Of course. Of course. Uh, Stephanie Gates, who also thought the state rent relief program would save her from an eviction. In her case, the check arrived in time but went to the wrong place. At the height of the pandemic in 2020, Gates... Who the fuck was mailing these out? Who the fuck was mailing these out? They just keep going to the wrong place. 42-year-old Round Rock resident saw her hours as a temp working in guest services at Austin Bergstrom International Airport cut in half, and by January 2021, she was behind on rent for her two-bedroom apartment. In June, guest Gates... Uh, said she lost her job after she missed a week of work because of a medical problem. In September, uh, Gates received good news. Not only did she qualify for help paying back rent, but the program uh, would cover her rent through November. 11 months all to- altogether, totaling $12,740. Uh, in December, the property owner filed an eviction case against Gates and gave her a notice to vacate. Turns out the state program had sent the check in September to the wrong address. At at a January 10th eviction hearing, Gates said she told Williamson County Justice of the Peace, K.T. Musselman, the fuck kind of name, she said um, she had been approved for rent relief and explained that the check went to the wrong address, facts, she said the property manager, who represented the landlord in court, backed up. Despite that, the property manager told Muscleman, get a new, get a new name, dude, come on. Uh, they wanted to proceed with the gate, uh, case, Gates said. Muscleman sided with the Gates landlord, of course, of course, and granted the eviction. In a phone interview, Muscleman declined to say whether why he ruled in favor of Gates' landlord. No, we know why. We know why. But Musselman expressed sympathy for the landlord, noting that they had gone 11 months without rent from Gates. Even if rent relief check was in hand, it wouldn't have covered the amount sought by the landlord, Musselman said. 
I can understand an apartment complex coming at this point in the process and saying, it's time to figure out what's going to happen here or move forward, Muscle Man said. Jesus. Alexander Stamp. An attorney with Texas Rio Grande Legal Aid who is representing Gates said Musselman shouldn't have let the trial take place at all because of a Texas Supreme Court order requiring judges to postpone eviction cases if a landlord confirms that they have joined a tenant's application for rent relief. <clears throat> the legal system's fucked, bro. <laughs> Like, obnoxiously fucked. Infuriatingly fucked. This keeps happening. And there's no way to really... Like, what, what am I going to do? I don't live in Austin. What are you going to do? You're probably somewhere else, too. The, these people in the government, they... they he just straight up said, yeah, I, I sympathize with the landlord. Yeah, because you're probably also some rich fuck, too. If you, are, if you are listening from some other state, Texas elects their judges, which is a horrible idea. Uh, it, good in theory, bad in practice. One of, the, one of those things. Um, every judge here who's running just immediately aligns with one of the two parties. Oh, excuse me. Uh, the ones that win are the ones that put conservative on their signs, usually. And uh, this is a horrible thing that was written into the Texas Constitution like a hundred years ago. And all these judges and justices are usually voted in as Republicans, and so naturally they go with capital, the, since they're the the most obvious party of capital. Uh, I will not bore you with a bunch of stories from tenants, but I will give you a summation. Uh, all these stories, the landlord takes the money. After they take the money, they decide to give an eviction notice Usually, in the beginning, these are said to be sent to the wrong address. Then it gets to the right address. It gets to the landlord. The landlord takes it. Uh, and the eviction still served. When they get caught by a judge, they uh, say, actually, no, it's fine. A anyway, I'll, I'll be tossing that eviction out. Ha 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 ha. And then when the uh, lease is coming up, uh, especially in one story here, the landlord says, actually, we're not going to uh, renew with you. Sorry to tell you about that. This makes me think that it's just a ploy so they can raise rents later. They want the money. They get the money. And who's going to stop them? Who's going to... Who's going to come after them? The police? The police don't give a shit about this. The judges? Only if... Only if you're going to go through some lengthy process that the landlord can definitely... Definitely afford, but you can't. Landlords don't need to exist. You know they don't. Even landlords know they don't need to exist. Which is why they're so willing to do this sort of underhanded bullshit. They know that if they do this... 
then maybe they'll have their little nest egg later. They're always trying to scam things. The, the concept of rent is a scam. And until, until we get rid of the landlord class, until we get rid of them, the line will always be the same that we have with police. If there's an individual landlord, sure, they may be a nice person, whatever. But an individual nice landlord doesn't stay a landlord because the business just doesn't allow for it. They'll get bought out by the big property managers or something like that. So A-Lab, all landlords are bastards. The concept, the institution of being a landlord is not something that you should ever want to do. And if you own property and you rent out, you better bring that fucking rent down to where it's just the mortgage. If you want to if you want to continue being a landlord, please consider stopping. Because you don't deserve this, and your tenants don't deserve this situation either. No one in this country needs this fucking thing. You're superfluous. It's a superfluous job that does not need to exist. It's barely even a job. So, fuck landlords. That, that's, the, that's the moral of the story. Fuck them. Fuck Texas landlords. Fuck Denton landlords especially. They run this city. They'll, they've been running this city, and it fucking sucks. They run the state, and it fucking sucks. I also want to just point out that while that while conservatives and republicans are doing this whole song and dance this culture war thing this is what they're doing behind the scenes this is what they're letting actually happen they they like to pretend that books and the mentioning of trans people is somehow traumatic to everyone but this is the actual thing that they care about that, that stuff's for the hogs. That's the, that's the slop they put into the pen. That's what gets everyone squealing. But the actual purpose, the actual purpose of all this is to hide what they do for landlords, for capital, for Elon Musk and the oil barons and all these people. This is the real thing that goes on behind the scenes. They're bigots. They are... Awful, horrendous bigots. And some of them may truly believe in their horrific ideology. But what they really want to focus on is what gets their constituents richer. What gets their donors richer. Their lobbyists richer. Which is why they love the war in Ukraine. They love that shit. They get to sell all the weapons to the Ukrainians. That's why they love having these little culture war fights. They love when Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder come out and do all this stuff. Because that's that's the, the song and dance. That's the spectacle, dude. It hides the economic uh, side to the conservatives. The stuff that when you actually talk to a person one-on-one, -on -one, if they actually uh, support landlords hoarding money that was meant to go to renters, people will say, no, that's fucked up, and I don't like that. 
when you say, do you actually support Medicare for all or healthcare for everyone or nationalized healthcare industries? People say, yeah, sure. But then the conservatives come out and say, oh, well, what about this trans person who's in a swimming thing? Don't you think that's unfair? And the people... And the people who fall for that are dumb... Dumb, dumb, idiot brains. And it gets pushed by the... The, the religious right a lot because, well, they also benefit from this culture war thing. Not just from enforcing their idiotic policies, their their theocratic tendencies, but also a lot of these preachers, they got investments. They got things they need a return on, you know. They're also landlords. They're, they got mines in, mines in Africa. They got all this investment shit that they benefit from from the Republicans. This is what the real thing is about. This is who they're actually trying to benefit. And yeah, there's not much else to talk about for that. They will keep doing this. They will keep bringing these bigoted policies out, but that's not really what they really care about. It, that's a political tool. That's them appealing to the, the, the backward religious. It's all about the economics of it. No happy endings. Anyway, if you enjoyed this depression quest, uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Denton Left. Uh, join the Reddit community. God knows we need people there. r slash Denton Left. And consider uh, following us on Patreon or subscribing on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Red Denton Pod and following the Twitter account associated with that at Red Denton Pod. Hopefully, hopefully we'll... Um, have something cheery to talk about next time. Uh, but yeah, trans rights, down with I-35, and no rights for landlords. No, no landlords. Bye. A-Lab. Later. Later. <laughs>